Hi there, folks. Welcome to the podcast. This is Stinchfield, the podcast. So happy to be with you. Hey, we had debates last night. I was underwhelmed by the debates last night, these Republican candidates. Uh, President Trump's speech, I actually was overwhelmed by it. He was so confident, so calm, so cool, so collected. Clearly to me, he came out as the clear winner of the evening. Uh, the other clear winner of the evening was was the red tie salesman on the debate stage. Whoever was selling red ties, they made a fortune last night. One of the topics that was talked about, both by President Trump and by these candidates, China. Now, some interesting situations with China and the threat they pose. President Trump raised some issues nobody's talking about when it comes to Cuba and the Panama Canal. They didn't raise these in the debate because I don't think they have the foreign policy chops that President Trump does. But I want to talk about all these issues related to China with our friends over at the new federal state of China. So let's get the party started. Uncensored and unapologetic. This is Stenchfield. Here's your host, Grant Stenchfield. All right, folks, welcome to the program. As promised, I told you that we would bring in our friends over at the new federal state of China. Nicole Tsai is with us. Nicole, it is so great to have you back on the show. Grant, thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. And I watched last night's debate. I have a lot to share with you. So um, I guess let's start with the debates because I was really impressed with President Trump and I want to talk about some, some of that. China did get mentioned. I thought it might get mentioned more than it did, but it got a few mentions. What did you make overall, though, of what you saw last night? Well, first of all, I think, um, you know, people should be talking about China in this very important presidential debate because China or the CCP is indeed America's biggest existential threat. And especially when it comes to foreign policy, but not just on the foreign policy, it's about the economy because the CCP's failing economy is, spill, is spilling over to America. And so I think, you know, Trump has been very consistent. He has been very tough on the CCP and in when he was in the White House. And uh, last night when he was uh, with the interview with Tucker Carlson, he made it very clear that his policy did work and he will continue that policy. And you know what? He's been very proven and he didn't came from an entirely outsider's background. He knew how to deal with the CCP and he met with uh, the CCP uh, leader Xi Jinping uh, a few times and he knew how to deal with the uh, Xi and the CCP. So as a, you know, Asian American, New immigrant voter, I'm very confident that if Trump is in the White House, he will continue the very effective policy to take down the CCP. All right. And I agree with you 100 percent. In fact, I think most of these candidates on the stage underestimate the power of the CCP and the role it plays in either destructing the United States and world economy or, or not. Did you feel like they are? fully understanding the threat that the Chinese pose? Well, I like to say that when Trump was in the White House, we heard the discussion about his concern of the CCP's economy being funded by the our failed policy, the trade policy. And uh, while he was in the uh, White House, his uh, uh, Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, talked about uh, the danger of the um, the TSP, the federal government employees retirement saving funneling 
through the Wall Street to fund the CCP's military modernization, and they 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 talk about you know uh, you know clamping down on the CCP's influence operative in this country. And you know what? After they left the White House, we saw the CCP secret police station. You know they were discovered in Lower Manhattan, and the, there's the United Front work. Which is the CCP's infiltration operative that have been found throughout the United States of America. So, if Trump stayed in the White House, we could expect the, his tough policy to clean up the CCP's influence in this country on the U.S. soil to continue to protect the American people's national security, including that open border. Because we saw that there were like more than 800 increase of Chinese illegal migrants. Migrants showing up at the southern open border.、Yeah. So, after the, he left the White House, we see this country、uh, has been encountering more and more problems, all resulted from the you know the CCP. You, you know, and my big concern with the Chinese migrants here, I think you're getting two two types. I think you're getting those that are literally trying to escape the torture and the oppression of a China controlled by the CCP and Xi Jinping. But I also fear you're getting agents of Xi Jinping to sneak into the United States that way to ultimately sow chaos in this country. Well, absolutely. You know what? When you have an open border, you have an open ticket to all the bad actors because you're sending an invitation to all the bad actors to coming into this country. So I wouldn't blame on those people who try to take advantage of this loophole to come to America. Illegally, I like to blame it on the failed policy,、yeah. and we know that you you don't have a country unless you have a border. Even CCP country has a border. Of course they do.、Uh, of course they do. They have a border, not just a physical border, but a technological border as well. That they've literally shut the country off so people can't get the information. Which is why your group, the New Federal State of China, of course, Nicole, is so important to figure out ways to filter this information of freedom into. Uh, those being oppressed by Xi Jinping. So,、yep. Nikki Haley had some comments on this. Vivek Ramaswamy had some comments on China. Let me play you a clip from Nikki Haley and then get your response. Here we go. A win for Russia is a win for China. We have to know that Ukraine is the first line of defense for us. And the problem that Vivek doesn't understand is he wants to hand Ukraine to Russia. He wants to let China eat Taiwan. He wants to go and stop funding Israel. You don't do that to friends. What you do instead is you have the backs of your friends. Ukraine is the front line of defense. Putin has said, if Russia once Russia takes Ukraine, Poland and the Baltics are next. That's a world war. We're trying to prevent war. Look at what Putin did today. He killed Prigozhin. When I was at the UN, the Russian ambassador suddenly died. This guy is a murderer, and you are choosing a murderer over over a pro-American country. All right, so I'm going to let. Uh, Vivek respond here in, in a moment, but I want to unpack some of that. Okay, Nicole. So, first off, she's a little bit misleading. Nikki Haley is talking about Ukraine and China, and a win for Russia is a win for China. She says that Vladimir Putin will go into Poland. Vladimir Putin has written in his book that he wants to reunify the Soviet Union. There's no doubt about that. But I haven't found anywhere where Vladimir Putin said he's going to invade Poland and take it over militarily. The neocons who love the idea of making millionaires and billionaires out of the the military-industrial complex 
want you to believe that, and they want you to believe World War III is, is uh, eminent with this. I don't believe that. I don't believe that we live in 1987 anymore. But I want to ask you, because I am for shutting off the, the flow of money from the United States to Ukraine. Europe can pick up the slack here if they want to, but I'm done with the money from the United States. I'm curious, Nicole, from the new federal state of, of China's perspective, from your perspective, is a win for Vladimir Putin if he goes in and takes over Ukraine as he wants to do? Is that a win for China? Well, I disagree with Nikki Haley. Uh, Ukraine is not our first line of defense. America is. I mean, this country is in, in a national crisis. And in this country, we haven't seen enough strong enough policy to take down the CCP. So this country, our open border, our foreign policy and our trade policy and our relationship with the CCP is is the first line of defense. Mm -hmm. And we are looking forward to much stronger policy to take down the CCP before we start worrying about other people. Like, you know, I would be very mostly concerned with protecting the Chinese American dissidents and the American people's national security on the U.S. soil before we start worrying about whether people in Ukraine or Taiwan to, you know, to be attacked by the CCP. You know, it's interesting because Ukraine has been the center of the universe for corruption, money laundering. I think everyone will agree. You want to run money through a, through a country and, and figure out ways to launder it. Ukraine was the capital of the world for that. We see what was going on with the, with the Biden family. Everything was tied to Ukraine. But you know what's interesting when I think about this? I haven't seen China tied to Ukraine. I've certainly seen China tied to Russia. And I know they are trying to build alliances together. What is China's um, role in Ukraine? Is there one? Well, according to Miles, our founder and leader of the NFSC, I mean, he told in the public uh, live streaming that the CCP Xi Jinping sent uh, the rocket force, which controls the CCP's missile uh, arsenal to support uh, Russia's invasion in Ukraine. So we know the alliance between the CCP and Putin did exist. Mm -hmm. So I think the most important thing for America on the policy toward um, Ukraine is to start, you know, um, you know, disfranchising the Russia from the CCP and start acting strong on your own U.S. soil. Because even in this country, we saw the CCP was able to set up their secret police station and our taxpayer dollars and our federal government employees Retirement saving are funding the CCP and NIH scientists are receiving the money from the CCP. I mean, this country, we are not strong enough to even protect ourselves from the CCP, you know, let alone talking about funding another country's war against Russia. So it's interesting to me because what I hear you saying is talk about Miles basically confirming the friendship and alliance between Russia and China does not surprise me. You have two countries that, in many respects, the leaders operate very similarly. So they send rocket systems to Russia. Miles has been so prophetic. I, I have not heard him. Maybe there is something talking about Xi Jinping working with Ukrainian leaders inside. Is there money? I know they spread money all over the place, but it's not been a real focus of, of, uh, of China 
like Cuba has, like Russia has, like Iran has, uh, like countries in Africa have where they continue to go on the expansion, and, uh, and of course, so many other places across the globe. Well, you know, you're absolutely right. I mean, CCP is not only establishing their military uh, like satellite facilities in Cuba, but also the entire Panama area, South America. And through the uh, Belt and Road Initiative, the CCP is able to hijack the infrastructure and important natural resources in Middle East, in Africa, all over the world. Mm -hmm. So if you want to protect the freedom start with america first and that's exactly what miles has been you know reminding people that you know for example we want to take down the ccp and we're we're not even asking the american government to provide us with uh, uh, cluster bombs or or jets all we ask is america stop you know wall street and big tech stop funding the ccp and stop giving the forced technology transfer to the ccp and stop the ccp from infiltrating in this country in the white house in the capitol hill in silicon valley yeah and what's great about new federal state of china and we're talking with nicole sai who's such an integral part of that organization founded by steve bannon of course my friend and and miles gua is that the goal is to get the CCP to fall without ever having cluster bombs or shots fired. It's literally cutting them off economically. And that's how you get the CCP from totally decoupling from them. I want to play the rest of Vivek Ramaswamy, Nicole. Let me play this and then get your response to him responding to Nikki Haley. First of all, first of all, first of all, Mr. Ramaswamy, you have 30 and, seconds. Mr. DeSant, you know, Nikki, DeSantis, I wish you well right. in your future career on the boards of Lockheed and Raytheon. You know, I'm not on but the, the fact of the matter, Boeing came off of it, but you've been pushing this lie. You've been pushing this lie all week, Nikki. You want Nikki. to go and defund Israel? This, you want to okay, let me address that. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm going to address each of those right now. This is the false lies of a professional politician. There you have it. Under your watch, you will make America less safe. You have no foreign policy experience, and it shows. And you know what? The the foreign policy experience that you all have shows in the pointless wars we've gotten into. I have to address that. So our relationship with Israel will never be stronger than by the end of my first term. But it's not a client relationship. It is a friendship. And you know what friends do? Friends help each other stand on their own two feet. So I will lead Abraham Accords 2.0. I will partner with Israel to make sure Iran never is nuclear armed. But you know what I love about Israel? And I've been there probably in the last 10 years more than most people on this stage. You know what I love about them? I love their border policies. I love their tough on crime policies. I love that they have a national identity and an iron dome to protect their homeland. And so, yes, I want to learn from the friends that we're supporting. And what puzzles no, me cut the, is, uh, no, I want to learn from those and apply you, those to protect our homeland, that Nikki. Israel that needs is the answer. America, America needs on? Israel. Okay, they Governor DeSantis. All right, so <laughs> enough of you back and forth with each other. Both, I think... I would call that a draw. I think both did a very good job. Nikki Haley, though, is clearly a neocon. She wants American money spread everywhere. She wants our fingers and tentacles everywhere. Now, I'm a firm believer. I have a much different view on Israel and that area because of just how unstable it is that America has to play a role in supporting Israel and making sure it is safe there. Uh, Very different than my thoughts about Ukraine. Um, You notice, though, Nicole, 
everybody cheering for Nikki Haley. It tells me that that was an RNC audience that was by the, the GOP elite and the donor class was in that audience because the Make America Great Again MAGA Republicans are, are much more America First related and probably would have been on Vivek's side. Absolutely. You know what? Uh, that's why Vivek said um, he's the only one on that stage that hasn't been, you know, bought and paid for. And he described all the other people as super PAC puppet. And he described himself as a real patriot that is not afraid to speak truth. I mean, Vivek, people like Vivek uh, talks to people like myself, Asian American immigrant, because we have lived in a, you know, uh, a totalitarian uh, regime. We know the difference between freedom and, and democracy, and we believe in America first agenda. I mean, because if you don't have a strong America, you don't have, uh, you know, the entire free world. And so that's why before America should be funding a foreign war in a foreign land, American people should start worrying about, you know, your own gas prices, bring down the inflation, closing your southern border, and also start protecting yourself. You know, it was interesting because uh, you, like me, thought that was a good moment for Vivek. He sounded very Trump-esque. And by the way, yesterday on my radio program and the Real America's Voice show, I said Vivek will defend President Trump. You watch. He's going to be def- President Trump's uh, protective canine out there. And it turns yeah. out he was. And he sounded very much like President Trump calling out the others as bought and paid for. And you notice you got the boos from the crowd yeah. because the crowd is the one who bought and paid for those people. So, so they don't want to hear that. <laughs> But a, a very good friend of mine said he was offended by that comment. I wasn't offended by that comment. I mean, no. you know, it may be true for some, not as much for others. But the bottom line is they were mostly all swamp creatures on that stage except for Vivek. Yeah. And one thing that I think that uh, a lot of people like myself, uh, Asian-American uh, immigrants, we like about him is that he's a totally outsider and his parents came from a foreign land and for, you know, the, for naturalized American citizen like myself, we had to take a civic test. We have to know why we want to become American citizen. We don't take American citizenship for granted. And we, and we also work very hard. We waited in line. You know, I waited for 10 years before I can get my American citizenship. And I cherish that. And I abandoned my previous uh, citizenship. And so I took my pledges, you know, for the United States of America as a flag really, really seriously. Uh, And and the other thing I like about him is that he said, you know, even though I don't have foreign policy uh, experience, but all the politicians who had previous foreign policy brought disaster to America. He's so right about that because if we look at, you know, what happened to the Iraq war and what happened to America's past policy on communist China for 50 years, it has all been disasters. All right. I want to, I want to ask you a personal question. Don't get mad at me for asking this. Okay. So you give up your citizenship, Chinese, Chinese citizenship, correct? For yes. United States citizenship. Now you're with new federal state of China. New federal state of China wants to be the new leader of China. What do you do if new federal state of China wins and Miles <laughs> Gua becomes the leader? Now you're American. <laughs> what, what do you do? Have you even thought about it? Well, that's a great question. Uh, you know what? I know that uh, America does recognize dual citizenship 
with the countries that uh, have become our ally. For example, in this country, we have dual citizens, uh, you know, between U.S. and Israel. And I hope when we have the NFSC, I hope America will recognize my dual citizenship. It's a great answer. How about that? Yeah, it's a great answer. It's something I never thought of. And, and I hope you don't mind me going too personal there. But uh, <laughs> no, it's okay. okay. You know, it's very good that, uh, you know, when I, when I, you know, make a choice between whether I should abandon the CCP citizenship uh, for my American citizenship, it's a, such a clear choice because, you know, you cannot live like a free citizen when you're still loyal to um, a communist party that controls that entire country. And I'm glad that the U.S. does not recognize dual citizenship with the CCP country. Yeah, yeah. Um, very good. Um, all right, Vivek had another uh, interaction here talking about China. I'm going to play that one. You know, it's interesting. I was looking for any clips. I would have taken anybody. But really, it was Vivek and Nikki Haley that really had more to say on this topic than anybody else, at least anything of substance, which tells you who I think won this debate other than President Trump, who made a very smart move by not showing up to mm-hmm. this. It looked like amateur night at the Apollo. But um, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. We are driving Russia further into China's hands. The Russia-China alliance is the single greatest threat we face. And I find it offensive that we have professional politicians on the stage that will make a pilgrimage to Kiev, to their Pope, Zelensky, without doing the same thing for people in Maui or the south side of Chicago or Kensington. I think that we have to put the interests of Americans first, secure our own border instead of somebody else's. And the reality is this is also how we project strength by making America strong at home. All right, Nicole, he basically said exactly what you have been saying here today. Exactly. And this is why that, you know, Vivek really nailed it. I mean, you know, my question is that why don't the American politicians, you know, make a trip to China and say, tell the Chinese people, we are here to defend your freedom. We're not here to negotiate with the CCP and on the export control. And he's totally right about that, that, you know, America should act strong and the best way to defend democracy and freedom from, from around the world yeah. is to act strong. Yeah, it sure is. Um, all right, let me, let me play another clip now because I think the, the big show of the night was actually President Trump on Tucker Carlson. I thought, Nicole, that President Trump was so calm He seemed relaxed. And think about this. He's relaxed when today he's got to go turn himself into Fulton County prosecutors and and get mugshot, a former president. This is talk about CCP and communist China. This is the things that happens in those countries, uh, if not being killed. And I did a big thing yesterday about President Trump and the threat he faces of assassination. And then lo and behold, I didn't know they were going to talk about it. Lo and behold, they bring that up. Uh, Tucker Carlson brings the threat of President Trump being killed, but that that is him being ter- him having to turn himself in is the ways of of communist regimes, isn't it? Well, absolutely. You know, as we speak, I know a lot of the Asian American voters and especially uh, immigrants of, uh, who came from communist China or Vietnam. They're organizing, uh, you know, uh, 
you know, rallies to support uh, President Trump in Fulton County. And uh, so, you know, I was very touched to see a 76 year old man. He didn't have to uh, take all the arrows and slings. His family didn't have to suffer all of this and he didn't have to be publicly humiliated, but he still chose to do so. Why? I mean, well, I mean, this is what makes America so good. And this is why people want to take great risk to their life to come to this country because you have great patriots like himself and like, you know, you, Grant, and the Stinchfield Army. I mean, it, it is people like you guys to make this country so good and great. Well, I, and you're part of that as well, same as the new federal state of China. Um, and it is us together. I, I've said many times, President Trump can't rescue this country alone. He can certainly lead the effort to rescue the country, but he doesn't do it without all of us together doing our own part. Some of your part may be just talking to somebody at the water cooler about where you want to see the country headed and why you think these policies are the best policies to get us there. That may be one part. Maybe my part is to, is to come on podcasts and TV shows and radio programs to push the message far and wide. And, and others are to protest at school boards and, or maybe run for school. Everybody has to play their part. And without everybody doing it, no matter how great President Trump is, there's no way we win. But President Trump talked about China, Nicole. Um, and, and, you know, we touched on this briefly about, about China's expansion across the globe. This is President Trump on with Tucker Carlson on Twitter, which has now almost 200 million views, I believe, which is just over 200 million. As I just watched over 200 million views. This is, if this man is not the leader of not just the Republican party, but America, I don't know who is because clearly no one's getting that kind of attention, but this is him talking about Cuba now, and uh, watch this. China now is building, think of this, China's building military installations in Cuba. The Cuban population of Miami is not too happy because they're never going to be able to go back. And you don't even hear about it. And the worst culprit is the press, the media, because uh, normally, you know, when I first heard that, that China's building installations in Cuba, and installations means military installations, okay, you know, they said just some communication, They did that on the islands with Japan. They took the island. They started this massive construction. And they told everybody, including the Japanese, the Japanese have to be very careful. They told everybody that this is a housing development. They're going to build a housing development. And I said, how come the runway is 20,000 feet long? You know, private jets need 4,000 feet. They don't need 20,000 feet. Well, we know why. His military jets are going to be coming in there. C-5 transport planes. Who knows? Who Lord knows what? But it's, it's, it's not just Xi Jinping's, um, y- y- you know, uh, his, his private Learjet that's landing there. Well, absolutely. You know, no one had asked those questions like Trump did. Why? I mean, you know, he has a lot of questions that nobody dared to think about it, let alone ask. He, he, once he asked, you know, why we're funding NATO? We, we're, you know, Cold War is over. I mean, why the CCP's installation in Cuba is in such a massive scale? Nobody asked those questions. And you know what? Miles, our leader and founder, I mean, he disclosed that there's a massive surveillance and military installation. They're targeting Miami. They're targeting America. And last week, you know, uh, CCP and Russia had a joint military drill near Alaska. 
So they're doing a show of force to tell America that we are in great partnership and we are going to dominate the entire world. And so we need a strong leader in the White House to not only lead America, but also people from around the world to yes. take down those evil forces. And, and having China, the CCP, so close to the United States and Cuba so, 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 poses such a military threat. Look, we know they've got submarines. I'm sure there's submarines parked right off the coast of, uh, of New York Harbor right now. But having a military base like that, so close to Florida, so close you just literally could reach Texas pretty easily. Um, very, very frightening to say the least. That's how they do things in a, in a little sneaky manner. Sometimes they, they just do things... They take over giant projects like the Panama Canal. Even I wasn't quite attuned to China being in control of the Panama Canal. Nicole, let me play you, President Trump, now talking about that. We sold it under Jimmy Carter. We sold it to Panama for $1. The following day, they quadrupled the amount of money the chips had to pay to get across. They didn't lose one ship. And now they've made it much bigger, and now they've widened it. They've doubled it, right? They've more than doubled it. And it's one of the most profitable things any time. It, it's, it's just incredible, right? We gave it away for $1. China now controls it. They actually control the Panama Canal. They run it. They control it. And we shouldn't let that happen. And we can't let China be in Cuba. And they'll get out. If I'm president, they'll get out. I believe him. they will. Do you, Nicole? Well, absolutely. And you know what? You and I, we talk uh, about this in your last episode. We talk about how did the CCP modernize its military capability? Well, it's the U.S. I mean, we, we discussed about the 1979, uh, you know, agreement between the U.S. and CCP in the science and technology. And we talk about, you know, hypersonic and uh, missile and all those collaborations between the CCP and this country's research institution. And so I, I, I think really we're baking our own cake and we need to stop our funding and technology transfer to the CCP because, you know, they're going to use all the technology supplied by the U.S. research and institu- institutions and even the DOD funding to attack America. Yeah. And, and then when you think about what they control, we know they're buying up property here in the United States, how we're allowing the CCP and the CCP control companies to buy up so much property, meat processing plants, other food types of food processing plants, farmland, uh, not to mention just flat out office space and real estate that they, that they have here. But when you talk about the Panama Canal, this is a major pathway for trade globally. If China wanted to shut down the Panama Canal, which they could, it sounds like, from listening to President Trump, the effects on the economy would be devastating just from shutting down the Panama Canal and goods and services being able to be moved through there into the United States. Well, absolutely. Uh, You know what? This country has already come to a historical juncture where we cannot even afford to retaliate on the CCP because, for example, if we stop the, you know, export control on the chips, you know, for the semiconductor, the CCP will retaliate. They will stop, you know, the important um, uh, metals to to be exported to America, which is are significantly, you know, uh, you know, helpful for the uh, high tech industry. And so Trump talked about we need to move our supply chain and especially supply chain that are crucial to our national security back to America. And we need to have those 
natural resources and metals and supply chain back to America or in Taiwan or our allies. We cannot place the most important supply chain in the hands of our enemies. The CCP knows exactly what it's doing when it controls all those critical things. They know that the world relies on them. If they have total control over, over those things, well, then who does the world rely on? The Chinese Communist Party, which is why the new federal state of China is continuously trying to bring them down, and that is the ultimate goal. Um, Nicole, last question for you. What do you think of my, what do you think of my sweatshirt? <laughs> it's great. So. Um, at first, I was wondering, you know, it, it's, it looks like a skeleton, and then it's in orange color. And so tell us more about yeah, it and this, where to get this. My buddy Cash Patel gave me this. Um, and so this is obviously it's President Trump with the symbol that has just been so synonymous with warriors. But using President Trump's, for those of you listening, using President Trump's signature hairdo <laughs> on top of that symbol, so synonymous with warriors and our military and, and true patriots and fighters. So uh, big thanks to Cash Patel for this. I get a kick out of it. I thought it was appropriate to wear it tonight because President Trump was such a warrior yesterday, and but such a compassionate warrior talking with mm-hmm. Tucker Carlson. It was, it was just great. Um, and it's always great talking with you, Nicole. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you and the new federal state of China and, and more information. Oh, absolutely. And it, the other thing I, you know, people like about Trump that is he's so self-assured. He says, my hair is real. <laughs> I've seen people pull and, it. It is. Exactly. It's, it's his real hair. He's, you know, he's being so authentic and so real. And um, so I'm, you know, I, I enjoyed watching last night, uh, debate and people can follow us on NFSC Speaks on Getter and NFSC Speak on Twitter. And you can also visit our website, nfscofficial.com. And I want to thank you so much again uh, for unpacking last night's debate uh, for not only the Stinchfield Army, but also for the fastest growing Asian American bloc, because we care about this country and uh, next year's presidential election is crucial to America and to you know, Chinese patriots and freedom-loving people from around the world. And thank you so much for having me today. Well, of course, Nicole. And and as I've always said, we are most certainly all in this together. And so I thank you for the same support that you are giving uh, this program and, and of course, Stinchfield's Army and and America in, in general. And, of course, the people in China who are living under such oppression under the regime of the CCP and Xi Jinping. So uh, God bless you and the new federal state of China. Nicole, thank you for coming on today. Thank you. All right. Uh, That's going to do it for us today, folks. Don't forget the website, grantstinchfield.com, grantstinchfield.com, at Stinchfield1776. Give us a follow on any of the podcast apps. We continue to grow, uh, and the Rumble channel here as well. Give us a follow. It's always a pleasure being with you, Stinchfield's Army Rolls. Thanks to all of you.